we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for January 22nd, 2024. I'll go ahead and open us up with the prayer to neutralize occult rituals and then get into the teaching, which is pretty much a dedicated study uh, regarding what we're going to be getting into. And I'll go over that after the prayer. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth, seated at the right hand of the Father, we come in the authority given to us in Christ Jesus. We place a hedge of warring angels with flaming swords of fire around us and our families continuously. We put on the whole armor of God and we resist and renounce Satan, the God of this earth. We rise to war by the power of the Holy Spirit against witchcraft, occult maneuvers, and devices sent against your will and the body of Christ. We ask for you to dispatch legions of warring angels in full battle array to enforce our petitions and intercessory prayers. Rout your enemies on all fronts. Turn their hatred, anger, and accusations, conflict, arrogance, and wicked schemes upon themselves so that they become caught in their own snares and fall into the pits that they have intended for others. We nullify, cancel, and oppose every satanic operation, scheme, maneuver, and strategy. Cause secret plans and agendas and motivations of the enemy to be revealed for everyone to see. We decree and declare that what these evil people and entities meant for wickedness, you will turn it around and use it for the good of your people. We close every evil portal uh, that has been opened by them, and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood, we break and cancel every curse, spell, hex, vex, charm, enchantment, decree spoken or unspoken, sent against the body of Christ, the innocent, and your intercessors, by every witch, warlock, satanist, sorcerer, voodoo priest, shaman, soothsayer, medium, uh, bruja, brujo, coven and every minion of the devil working iniquity may they fall into the very pits that they have dug for others lord jesus reveal your love to them save those that can be saved show them the truth about who they are serving and their eternal destination if they continue in the present path open their minds and ears to receive supernatural insight and the knowledge to understand the truth of the gospel bring them to salvation we seal this prayer by the blood of the lamb and in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray amen okay so yeah, this study is just, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just insane. Um, it's going to pretty much all be on the, on more the spiritual side, the, the, I, I don't want to really say religious, but paranormal, uh, the first subject we're, we're going to be talking about is is just the um, uh, how to deal with like cults, like Jehovah Witnesses or Mormons that would come to your door and this type of thing. It's really good to understand biblically how to do that. But then we're going to be getting into uh, a lot of what we're seeing in the paranormal realm. The Miami Mall incident again. We're actually going to be actually doing a teaching on, and I've never done this before, but a teaching on Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I've never really done a dedicated teaching on that subject. I've got a lot of listener feedback regarding that subject. And then at the end, and I'm not going to be going into total detail on that. The PDF is like 46 pages long for, for today's date. Because at the end, what I did is I posted like all of the main essential things I would recommend you do when dealing with any kind of evil whether it be some type of cryptozoological creature like a Bigfoot or a Dogman or whatever and um, also and I you know I'm one of the only ones that I know of that is in any kind of Christian vein that you know talks about this type of stuff um, 
from a biblical standpoint. I'm trying to do this from as biblical of a standpoint as I can possibly lead you. Uh, we know we're going into times of great wickedness. Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the day, days of the coming of the Son of Man, which we're on the cusp of, whether you're preacher, poster, mid-trib, whatever. We're in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And the days of Noah were the most wicked time that the world had ever seen. So wicked that God had to hit the reset button and start over again with, you know, the eight people on the ark and the animals saved by, you know, the Lord, basically, through the ark. He had to hit the reset button because humanity had been corrupted so much that the thoughts of his mind were only evil continually. And the sons of God, the angels, which is always, that's how it's always defined in the Old Testament. The sons of God, if you do a keyword search derivation, always refers to angels. Saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. They took them wives off that they chose, and those wives bore to them. The men of old, the men of renown, the giants. And it's all in Genesis 6. Um... And the Nephilim, essentially, which is where that word's derived from. So that was the most wicked time in the Bible the world had ever documented. We're going back into that. Except I believe the program now is much more sophisticated. Satan didn't really have to, to, to be lurking in the shadows back then. There was a lot. It's, it's a lot more complicated. The world's a lot more complicated now. Than it was, I believe, in Noah's day. It was much more basic. It was more like they just, like a caveman, came in and, and smash everybody in the head and, and implement their will. It's not that easy now. Things are much more sophisticated and complicated compared to Noah's day. And this is why the program is so varied and different. And why there's so many different tentacles to this. And this is what I've been trying to prepare my listeners for ever since I started doing recordings back in really around the start of 06 i believe is when i started recording when i actually started posting them i'm not 100 sure it was i think within that year somewhere in that year um and i think that's why my content that i was posting back then on sermon audio which was so incredibly different than any other person up because the most preachers don't want to touch this stuff and I don't, I'm looking at it like, yeah, but the Bible predicts it's going to be, it's going to be a time of insane, varied wickedness. And that God was going to send the strong delusion and that evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived. And that we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Why? Lest he get an advantage of us. There's more devices of Satan now than we've ever known. Because of the explosion of information and the internet and all the different ways we're being bombarded with content. Those are also avenues where wickedness can increase. It's just things are so much more sophisticated now than they've ever been in any other time in history. And the Bible predicted it was going to be, the, you know, as the days of Noah. Well, we know the days of Noah were the worst of the worst. So much so that God had to hit the reset button, wipe every all the living life forms out essentially other than those saved in the ark so that'd be pretty bad back then <laughs> well we should expect that now and I, i've been trying to um prepare my listeners for that time when the night is coming when no man can work where i believe you know we won't have access i mean if you have access to the internet it's going to be some type of you know just total brainwashing some george orwellian newspeak garbage 
you won't be able to find truth most likely anymore. Um, so uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was, and because I, I, I saw this this week, uh, ba basically based on these Bible verses, you don't want to let Jehovah Witnesses or any other person pushing cults or false religion into your home. Okay. Um, 2 John 1, 9 through 1, 11 says, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. So anybody that's abiding not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. That doesn't mean that, you know, you wish them to go to hell or anything like that. But people that are lost are not abiding in the doctrine of Christ. I think we can probably all agree on that. But it's I think it's different though when you've got somebody like that and they're trying to convert you to some type of soul damning cult that they're involved with. Okay? He that abideth not or I'm sorry, he that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. Okay, now abide, what does that word mean? Abide means to continue permanently or in the same state to be firm and immovable. And this is why the Bible talks about that if you build your house on the solid rock of Christ Jesus, when the winds come and the waves come, you're not going to be moved because your house was built upon a rock. That's what the parable Jesus Christ talked about. To be firm and immovable. And this is why I'm so I emphasize so much the King James Bible because that that was where I really felt um that really kick in for me personally that was a big change in my discernment that was when i came out of the pentecostal church i've told that story many many times okay when i got a hold of that before i was reading the niv i was reading all these other bible versions that were translated from the 1881 westcott and hort revised text which was translated from two corrupt catholic manuscripts called the Sinaiticanus and the vaticanus which were catholic obviously and um they were corrupted I didn't have very much discernment back then when I was when I was using those Bibles. It was but it was like all of a sudden when I got a hold of this whole King James thing, I was in the Pentecostal church and all of a sudden I started seeing things that I was totally blind to. It's that big of a deal. Okay. For at least it was for me, and I know for a lot of other people that's been the same as well. Anyway, so abide to continue permanently or in the same state to be firm and immovable. Going to the next verse, verse 10, 2 John 1. 10 if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine mean, meaning bring not the doctrine of the lord jesus christ receive him not into your house neither bid him godspeed we're going to talk about all this for he that biddeth him godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds what does godspeed mean it's a wish for success given to a person on parting Okay, like when they part from you, it's like bidding them a prosperous journey, a wishing of success. You wouldn't want a Jehovah Witness, in other words, to have a prosperous life as a Jehovah Witness so they could take and snare more people and bring them into hellfire, ultimately. That's why you wouldn't want to bid them Godspeed. Okay, so I sent this out to, uh, before I actually did this to some of my listeners, and one listener, Patricia, said, wow, yes, thank you. That verse of scripture did not come to me, but it's so much a part of me. I knew it. It is the second half that's the killer. 
meaning the part about bidding them Godspeed. Receive them not in your house, neither bid them Godspeed. The receiving them not in your house is actually easier, meaning you don't invite somebody like this into your house. It's not, it's not biblical to invite them into your house. You're basically inviting them and the demons that are deceiving them and trying to convert you into your house. It's, a, it's kind of like you don't want to bring cursed objects into your house. It's, it's along the same lines of, of thinking in that. Um, she says, the neither bid him Godspeed is the hard part. Look that word up. The word does not just mean saying, God bless you to them. It stops you from saying things like cheers, which the word cheers comes directly from that word. Farewell. I wish you well. Goodbye. And again, the actual definition is a wish for success to a person on parting wishing them a prosperous journey wishing them success uh she says it basically stops you from giving them a proper salutation on leaving something you automatically and reflexively do when parting pretty much from anybody yeah i agree i i totally agree with what she's saying um look at the next verse for he that biddeth him godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds Ugh. she said I need to say, ouch. Uh, I, that ouched me quite a bit when I read that. Yeah, you know, me and you, Patricia, and, you know, yeah, I'm not, trust me, I'm not over here saying, oh, I'm so prim and proper and I do everything perfect. No, I, I don't. I mean, this one, yeah, guilty. Me too, you know. Now, granted, I've never brought anybody like trying to convert me into our house I, I i'm i'm aware of that but bidding them godspeed yeah that would be you know um yeah that's that's it's it's a reflexive thing you know um the word goodbye was originally spelled god by weese I, I probably like old english which means god be with ye so that would even be <laughs> like goodbye would even be like god be with ye ye again it's how you can be destroyed for lack of knowledge it's just another way not to say this is going to destroy you but you know it is good to know i think we can all view that okay so then i posted my teaching here jehovah witnesses exposed part one and two i did that in 2008 and i re when I did a search for this yesterday, only part one was coming up. So I had to go in there and make sure the right keywords were in the the website. And I, I think now if you do any kind of derivation of a search for Jehovah Witnesses, you will find both parts one and two now. So I apologize if anybody searched for that in the past. They could only find part one. So I'll go ahead and read you the table of contents real quick. The cult of the Jehovah Witnesses was officially founded in 1884. And officially adopted the name Jehovah Witnesses in 1931 by Charles Taz Russell, who lived from 1852 to 1916. In 1870, Russell was exposed to the teachings of William Miller, one of the founders of the Second Adventist Movements, the, the founder of the Second Adventist Movement, and acquired an interest in the end time prophecies, even though you know all these movements were you know, founded in heresy. Russell originally denied the doctrine of hell and would go on to near to reject nearly every other Christian doctrine, as well as add many physically and spiritually dangerous doctrines of his own making. It always happens with these cults. 
They get a little bit of the Bible. They twist it. They contort it to their own whatever. They're led by devils and demons to do these things. They But they have their own little flavor. They have their own little satanic niche. And there's a certain percentage of the people that appeals to them. They buy into it. Or maybe they're raised in it. Maybe it's the only thing they've ever known. You know, horrible stuff. They get ensnared in it. There's a lot of devils and demons involved with this type of stuff. And... um they get ensnared. And, and again, the Bible says, while they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption for whom is ma a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. And cults, their main goal is to overcome you and bring you into spiritual bondage. You cannot see those chains though. And this is how people get into cults, things of, of this nature. That you, Again, that's why it's so important to, you know, I only call myself a Bible-believing Christian and I don't associate myself with any denomination. I don't see Bible predominant denominations. I see a lot of Bible against them. And is Christ divided? And one saith I'm of Apollos, one saith I'm of Paul, one saith I'm of Christ. Is Christ divided? I mean, like the Bible talks about in Romans. So um, there's just so many things that do divide us as Christians. And I mean, I'd probably do a 10-part teaching just on all the things that, that end up dividing us. Um, there's thousands of denominations of a Christian, supposed Christian bent to them. Some of them are outright cults. Some of them are lukewarm. Some of them are, you know, who knows? They're in, which one's right? I mean, you know. So, again, this is just one of those very, very dangerous cults out there that says that they're the real Christians and then this type of stuff. So, Russell, as we will see, was also a Freemason. Oh, imagine that. And a Knights Templar. And as a result, I mean, so he was already in cults. He was already in secret societies, okay? Just like um, the guy that started uh, Mormonism, Joseph Smith, uh, Seventh-day Adventism, you know, that witch uh, that started that, that's a whole other thing. I've done teachings on the Mormonism not a full teaching on Seventh Day, but I have done stuff on that. Je Jehovah Witnesses, the a lot of his main cults, I've already done teachings on. Anyway, um, so he was a Freemason, a Knights Templar, and as a result, so he was already demon demon infested, and as a result, almost certainly a plant to yet start one more apostate religion to lead millions into hell, because at the end of the day, that's the goal of Satan with these cults. He's actually buried under a huge pyramidal shaped tombstone that's that's biblical in a masonic cemetery in pittsburgh okay how biblical can you possibly be you know um pittsburgh pennsylvania the tombstone actually has the knight's templar symbol prominently displayed near the top so a secret society uh and he was a freemason on, on top of it this cult teaches that the jehovah uh jehovah god created michael the archangel before the foundation of the world michael was his only begotten son supposedly not jesus and it was this and it was this created michael who was the reincarnated into jesus christ and when that one jehovah witness guy when i was a baby christian tried to brainwash me about this stuff i'm pretty sure that's the verse he took me to started getting me to doubt the deity of jesus christ 
And what they'll do is they'll take you to different obscure verses in the Bible and give you their twisted interpretation with no context. They, they take things totally out of context, totally that's contradictory to the rest of the Bible. And they try to get you all twisted up in scripture. If they can undermine Jesus Christ and get you thinking he's not even who he says he is, then your whole foundation, remember if you build your rock on the solid, or if you build your, your house on the solid uh, rock of Christ Jesus, well, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get you to get off that rock of, G of Jesus Christ. They're trying to um, demean him, to lower him, to get you to question who he even is, to get you second guessing everything because they are of the father of the devil and of his lust and of his works, they will do. And I'm sorry, they are emissaries of Satan, essentially. And I mean, that's all I can, like when I see like uh, Mormons riding their bikes around, that's all, I, I pray against them. That's, that's all I can think is all you're trying to do is get people in hellfire. That's the first thing that comes into my mind. I pray they get saved. I do. But, you know, they're emissaries of Satan essentially they're trying to bring people into bondage with whatever flavor cult they represent anyway i posted the links here to to the jehovah witness study but you could search the site for that seventh day Adventism, um uh, mormonism uh i've done i mean i've tried to hit all the main religions i mean i've done tons of catholicism tons on mormonism I've done probably some on Hinduism, Buddhism, um, those types of things. So they they believe that Jehovah God created Michael the archangel before the foundation of the world. Michael was his only begotten son, which is total blasphemy. And it was this created Michael who was reincarnated into Jesus Christ. <laughs> Again, reincarnation, total total lie. Uh, oh, and he was. <laughs> He was reincarnated into Jesus Christ via the Immaculate Conception of Mary. It, that's just a tiny, tiny little amount of the heresies. I mean, blasphemous heresies they teach. Okay, you, If you listen to my study, it's a two-part study. I'll, I'll go a lot further in, into that whole mess. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to be playing, this is kind of what we're going to be sticking with for the rest. It's called Interdimensional Beings. 30 years ago, this man ended up getting cut off on the telephone call because the entire radio station lost power. This was an Art Bell frantic call. Now, if anybody's ever sounded sincere <laughs> in a phone call, I'd say this guy sounds real sincere. He was, um, he was, a, he was a member or he was a employee of Area Fifty One who frantically called Art Bell show in the 1990s to drop some knowledge he thought that we should know 30 plus years later we get the confirmation from government officials um so i'm just going to play this real quick Former employee. I, I was let go on a medical discharge about a week ago and and i i've kind of been running across the country um oh man i don't know where to start there are uh, they're, they're gonna um they'll triangulate on this position really really soon so um, you can't spend a lot of time on the phone so give us something quick. now i'm assuming he was talking on on some type of cell phone but back then 
like I wouldn't have known like triangulate on a position well through cell phone towers and things of this nature my dad actually had a two-way communications business and he actually had um he, he was heavily involved with that whole thing when it first started coming out with that cell phone stuff and all that that stuff he worked with um actually sold his business to motorola and um so i was I'm, i was somewhat familiar with this but yeah I'll, I'll let him keep talking here okay um um okay well what we're thinking of as as aliens are they're uh they're they're extra dimensional beings that an earlier precursor of the um space program made contact with uh they they are not what they claim to be uh they have infiltrated a lot of uh, uh a lot of aspects of, of of the military establishment particularly the area 50 i think it's incredibly important to listen so area 51 now i i guess they go i guess they go to this other clip now the the station lost power Art Bell was totally put offline. That was the last they ever heard of that guy. I mean, that guy sounded real. And this was 30 like plus years ago. Okay. Now it would be no big deal to hear that. But back then, it was like, oh, come on. what, Really? Yeah. And back then, here's another thing. Somebody like that couldn't get away with saying something like that unless they had god's protection and still live because nowadays i mean we got all kind of stuff we got soft disclosure we've got i mean just stuff coming out i i can't even comprehend all that i'm looking at on a weekly basis with different videos that are coming out about ufos cryptozoological creatures um uh bigfoot um interdimensional beings miami mall incident some of the most crazy insane stuff now is becoming so commonplace but back then if you were some type of truth teller and you were some type of insider and you came out and you started talking about this stuff you were pretty much dead apart from the lord jesus christ protecting you look at phil schneider area 51 the whole nine yards got into the firefight his whole hand was melted he had i mean he had the, the the scar the battle scars to prove what his story was and he was dead supposedly um hung himself with his own catheter or something something like that he strangled himself with his own catheter yeah that that makes a lot of sense uh there were other people that did not make it uh that were but now it's so much more out in the open that it's like, eh, you know, we kind of want you to know now. Back then, they weren't quite ready for you to know all that. But now it's like, nah, we'll, we'll give them some, we'll give them some uh, rope. They can, they can talk about it. We're, 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 we're exercising our Kabbalistic principle to warn our enemies of what we're getting ready to do to them. We're going to warn them about the deception, and because it's, it's part of the Kabbalah, it's, it's a, like a Luciferian type of principle to the specific words that Grush uses. You know, Grush never said... So this is another part of the video where they're talking about this David Grush guy, the guy that just came out before Congress, talked about the 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 uh, all the alien um, UFOs and stuff that they've got and this type of thing. 
extraterrestrial or alien, he said interdimensional. I think that that's incredibly important because... Yeah, Grush was referring them to them as interdimensional. The Miami Mall incident, they were referred to as interdimensional, that they actually came through a portal that actually saw, people saw open up. Okay, so can these things manifest in some type of, of actual body? Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's that way all the time. But remember, what is our battle? We battle not against flesh and blood, but against princes and principalities and rulers of wickedness in high places. Devils, demons, evil entities, fallen angels that don't necessarily have a body. So that really shouldn't surprise us about these things. Now, can they take a body? Can they inhabit? Yeah, I, I believe like the gray aliens, I've talked about this before. They're like, they're like basically containers for devils. It's like some type of biological meat suit that they've made and given to these things. And these devils can animate these things like grays and things of that nature. Now, I, I can't, I'm not going to say I know every aspect of how all that works, but I think that's part of it. Those are the types of things that when we go in there, we, you know, there's just certain things that I think that it's important that you guys listen to. I'm going to get clarification. Yes, you said interdimensional. I mean, no. What does that term, is this something that bends time and space? What, what are you getting at? I think that Grush, when I, asked, when I had talked to him on whether these were specifically extraterrestrials or alien in origin, he said interdimensional, he refused to And again, I reported extensively on this Grush guy. You can do a keyword search at the, at the website about the when he went before Congress recently. Again, it's all part of the soft disclosure plan to soften us up to soften up the landing zone for when these things make their big debut. Okay, and we're going to talk a lot about that today. Um, use certain terms, and I think that's incredibly important because I think that that's really the question we're all wanting to know, right? And so I'm actually going to have a sit-down conversation with him and ask him to come back and talk to us directly because it seems that we are getting more information from the source than going into a skiff and then not being able to tell you guys what we're Is this about. stuff that we just as humans might not be able to understand if it's interdimensional? I think that we can understand it. I think that it's just, it, it's an approach, right? I mean, like, remember, we just now for the first time in history really had Congress have whistleblowers come forward credible that we're telling the entire world that there is something other than human life forms. Rush said that those were interdimensional beings. He refused to use extraterrestrial and aliens. I think that's important to know. So, Gr Grush used the term interdimensional beings as opposed to just aliens, okay? And so did this gentleman that called into the Art Bell show 30 plus years ago. He referred to them in the same way. He, like, what we think of as aliens or they're interdimensional beings, which again, now we're getting, okay, well, that's a lot more easy to explain biblically because it says our battle is not against flesh and blood. But against all, you know, wick, rulers of wickedness, high places, princes, principality, th this type of stuff. So what I'm constantly trying to do with this ministry is relate current events and reconcile them with the Bible and show you that we should be expecting this. Okay, that this is not something that the Bible can't explain away. I'm trying to prepare people for what's coming. So let's go further. Is Project Bluebeam imminent? Because I believe this will be a really big part of the whole coming deception with the whole alien agenda. The current holographic technology available to the public is beyond comprehension. Now, this is one of those ones you may really want to watch because it is so wild what they 
have from a technological standpoint now. I mean, like what they have out in Vegas and in different parts of Asia. I mean, it's pretty tough to comprehend. I'm going to play this video. Project Bluebeam Holographic Technology. Bluebeam is a project whose purpose is to create an artificial second coming or an extraterrestrial invasion using advanced technology. Now, you might have the two together. Because, like I've been saying for a long time, they're going to claim Jesus, the one that we all, or most of us, recognize in the their depiction of it in the churches that was originally given to us by the Catholic Church of that long hair, really Adonis-looking Jesus. That's the Jesus that's going to be coming back with them. His name is Esau Sananda Emmanuel, or Master Jesus, like the Ascended Master Jesus. He's going to be one of the many Ascended Masters. Key in Master Jesus in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com or Esau Sananda Emmanuel. Uh, I've done several studies on that whole agenda because that's going to be a very big part. And that alone, that one aspect alone is going to be more than enough to convince the uneducated quote christian masses that it's the real jesus that's all they're gonna need to see oh he looks just like the pictures how could it not be and his doctrine is not going to be a biblical doctrine he's gonna tell you how we've got it all messed up the bible's wrong it's it's it got corrupted by man and yeah there's some good stuff you got some of the stuff right but a lot of it's wrong and he is going to lead people the Christians in particular, on a totally different path that is going to point to the Antichrist and the false prophet and ultimately lead people into hellfire. He's going to be a very big part of the coming deception, I feel. I mean, I've been saying that for a very long time, and there's a lot of other uh, these ascended masters that are going to be part of that. It's all going to be part of the whole disclosure movement and the whole alien agenda. And I also believe Project Blue Beam in this holographic technology is also going to play a gigantic part that may have been partly what was going on in the miami mall these may have been holograms um i've seen a lot of different theories i'm not going to report on all of them until i get some more uh information there's a lot of different theories out there but i, I think they're just prepping us for what is coming they're and they're beta testing this stuff to see what's working and what's not working Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and play this. And I believe what they're going to do is show a whole bunch of these different holographic technologies that, that are now widely being used. Okay, so this one looks like, I don't know, somewhere maybe London or something. And it's got this, I don't and it's in, I'm telling you, I mean, it looks real. This gigantic fire-breathing dragon on top of this church. You can see people walk around. It's a real church. It's a like a very old type of church. It reminds me someplace in the UK. And this dragon, which is gigantic, is on top of this church. And I believe he shoots out fire here. And again, you got to really watch this. That's fire coming out of his Outside mouth. The game. Okay. And I mean, it looks, it looks pretty real. Um, then we go to Vegas. And we see this one, and it is a, you've got all this purple haze. It's, it's, it's somewhere in the middle of Vegas. 
there's a whole bunch of people watching this and it's this portal that opens up and it has this real demonic looking genie kind of looking devil creature with its head peeking out of the portal and then it reaches out reaches out its arm and i mean it looks like it's coming at you and again i'm not sure how they're even doing this but it's some type of very advanced technology and they're doing this out in the open it's 2023 i mean it's crazy if you haven't seen this footage you might want to see it watch it just to know and it's like i think it's a woman type of uh she it's like human but it's like a genie and she's got she's reaching her arm out of this portal and it's got all this purple smoke around it that also i mean i don't know if that's simulated as well but man i mean it looks real and then and then the portal goes away and then no yeah they i think they put the smoke out there maybe as a a way to project it um because the smoke was still there after the thing was gone and now here's some, one of these things they do on the corner of these big buildings in these big cities and it's like this big bowl that's getting ready to it's just it's so crazy and it's so realistic i, I mean and it's and it looks like it's coming out of the building it's not just staying within the confines of this one space they look like they're coming out of the building it's just video after video of this and, and i'm just gonna fast forward here's one of them big whale jumping up and it's so realistic the people are like trying to get out of the way of the whale i saw one that the other day they did it in a uh, like a gymnasium and all these students were around and the big whale jumped up out of the bottom of of the um gymnasium like where you play basketball and it splashed and all, all the kids were reacting because it's so lifelike here's one i think from disney and now this one they're literally creating like weather and lightning strikes or at least they appear to be that way and portals and i mean it is insane yeah, i think it's disney I, i'm pretty sure i see disney at the bottom of this one i'm going to expand it a little bit if i can get a better yeah i'm pretty sure it's disney and um yeah it's like weather lightning portals another one where there this big hands coming out the side of this bill i mean i i just it's mind-blowing and again the reason I play it is because I want my listeners to be aware of of this. Because if you're not aware, and this is one of Satan's devices, you could be ignorant of it, and this could be, you know, used to deceive people in in the future. I'm sure that's what it's going to be used for. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. You also have a question about the heart one. Yeah. Um. It says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked, all that crap. But it's like, okay, what if you're a Christian yeah. and yeah. your heart is happy from doing charity work? No, How can you say no. it's desperately wicked then in that case? Okay, okay. Um, I just really messed up. I had my recorder on pause and I thought it was going. Every once in a while that happens to me. So I have no idea 
what I just covered. So I'm going to go back just a little bit. And if this is redundant, I apologize. Um, I just went over current events regarding Florida. Ground zero for many of the current sightings is mind-boggling. I think I did cover this. I don't know. Current rash of jellyfish-like UAP sightings, mind-blowing UFO jellyfish mech suit caught on camera over top secret military base in Iraq. Um, this was USA Today, mainstream news. And these UAP jellyfish things are showing up all over the place now. I never even heard of this until like this last week. And now there's sightings all over the world. I mean, they're getting these things on film. And it seems as though that Florida is ground zero for where all this like the, the most concentrated part of this is going on and we're going to we're going to discuss why that is the case in the mm, the video the audio after this audio we're going to discuss that so um i give you three different videos that are queued up to the florida all the weird stuff in florida and this is just like from the last week okay and then the next video is CERN, D-Wave Quantum Computers, or a Glitch in the Matrix. Shocking new evidence shows a very similar Miami Mall incident occurred in 2023, a full year ago. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and play this. I was playing it, and then I realized, oh, good, I'm, I've am i got it on pause. That really, I can really get good audio to you when I'm on pause, and you can't hear anything that I'm saying. So good on me. Way to go. If I could give myself, well, I'll just give myself a pat on the back for that. All right, so let's go ahead and um, back this up here and play this. This guy puts out pretty good content. I mean, it's it seems to, he always puts out well-documented videos. He's putting out a lot of times a video a day. What's up guys? Hope everybody's doing well and having a great day. This video here that I'm getting ready to share with you guys is probably one of the most bizarre videos I think I've ever done. Check this out. Yesterday I did a live stream regarding the situation that occurred down in Miami just after the first of the year at the, the mall, the Bayside Mall in Miami. I received information yesterday after the live stream from Justin who, who saw the live stream and he shared some fascinating information with me regarding this incident and apparently it's happened before. Guys, you can't make this stuff up. I've confirmed it. It is 100% true what you're about to see in this video. Almost gives you the feeling that we've entered an episode of the Twilight Zone or something. It almost appears that time has been manipulated or something. I'm going to share with you what Justin shared with me. I did confirm it. It is 100% true. Um, how this happened, I have no explanation for it. It is just super bizarre. As far as I know, this hasn't made the rounds yet, but, but here we go. I'm going to share with you what Justin shared with me. I did some research on this. I confirmed it um, by doing a simple Google search on some information that was in the video that apparently occurred a year ago. Yes, a year ago. Apparently, this incident happened a year ago. And you're like, what? That's impossible. No, check it out. You're going to see evidence that this did indeed occur a year ago or something exactly to a T like what just happened less than three weeks ago. This is No, super that's not true. It's not exactly to a T. Okay, but it is, it is, there's no aliens involved in the year ago incident. And instead of 
this year it was four teenagers that were arrested, but last year it was three. And there was no aliens involved from a year ago. But it's still very noteworthy. And again, this is when people aren't accurate with descriptions and, you know, then you get into the clickbait stuff. You know, like, oh, this, and then you, you, you click into it and you're like, that's, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? That wasn't even said. So, but I still think it's noteworthy enough to let you be aware of it. Weird, you can't make this stuff up. Here's what Justin shared with me, and I'm going to show you guys what I found. Mr. MBB33, I am watching your video now. Okay, so that's the guy that you heard talking the, before. That's his channel that we're listening to right now, Mr. MBB333. And so this guy is sending him a video. I'm going to finish your video. And then this next video, pay attention to when this video was put on YouTube. Look at the, the date, one year ago. Same incident. Started after a group of teenagers became unruly. According to investigators, some were fighting and others were setting off fireworks, which then led people Which is exactly what they said in the video for this year. Some were fighting, some were setting off fireworks. Now, what they said this year, the fireworks, maybe there was some, but they were saying there was actually gunshot fire inside the mall when these things manifested. So this is like the incident that happened this year that just happened on the first of, of 2024 at Bayside Mall without the interdimensional beings coming through uh, some type of portal and people freaking out inside the mall. One year ago. Oh, okay, so she even said they believe they were gunshots, you know, which is kind of the same thing they were using this year that will cause the panic. I mean, I don't think there was as many cop cars this time at last year either. He responded to the scene. Three people are now in custody. <laughs> so that was a video from a year ago. I mean, over a year ago at this point. Tell me that. Not freaky. Yes, that is indeed freaky, Justin. Thank you for sharing. So what I did, I watched the video again in astonishment. I couldn't believe that what I was seeing had already happened back in January of, of 2023, apparently. Almost exactly to a T. I mean, it's like we've entered some version of the Twilight Zone. So here, here's what I did. I, I watched the video myself. I looked for maybe other evidence, maybe more proof that this did indeed occur a year ago, and I found it. And I did a simple Google search, and I confirmed that, yes, this video is indeed one year old, and it contains the same exact information, no. almost the same exact almost. information, as what occurred here just less than three weeks ago. The Miami... There's a, a, a big difference, because you didn't have the aliens with the one year year before you didn't have any talk of that but you had the cover story was very 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 similar the only difference that i could find is i don't think there was near the amount of cop cars now maybe there was maybe there wasn't 
and four people were arrested, four teenagers were arrested this year in 2024. And then in this incident, three were arrested, but it's the same thing, fighting, fireworks, you know, the whole nine yards. And it's so weird that this happens a year apart. The Bayside Mall incident happened a year ago. This is a video that I put together. Okay, here we go. This is the CBS Miami YouTube channel where the video is currently at. That's one year old. It is right here. Three arrests. He's showing you all this on screen. After Bayside Marketplace chaos. One year ago, 4.8K views. So let's continue on and we're going to watch the video and listen to what the man says and watch the ticker tape at the bottom of the video. Again, you can't make this stuff up. This is really happening and I confirm something that you're going to see in this video. If you don't see it, I'll point it out to you. This video is indeed one year old. This is so weird. Check this out. To a developing story out of Biscayne Bay, a chaotic scene near Bayside Marketplace after dozens of police cars flooded the area. Yeah, police say it all started after a group of teenagers became unruly. According to investigators, some were fighting and others were setting off fireworks, which then led people to believe they heard gunshots, and that just caused panic. Officers quickly responded to the scene. Three people are now in custody. Okay, that was the video again. It says one year ago. This is the CBS Miami YouTube channel, and it goes on to say down here in the description box three people were arrested at the Bayside Marketplace after police say a scuffle and fireworks led to reports of what sounded like gunfire. Doesn't that sound so eerily similar? And what he does go what he does for the rest of the video is vet this out and even prove it further that this did happen a year ago and that it's all legit and it, i i can't refute it i can't refute it so i just thought that that was yeah i'm probably going to get some inquiries so i'm like ah, i probably should cover this um because it is noteworthy now daniel 725 regarding the antichrist okay says and he shall speak great words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high and think to change times and laws this is what the antichrist is going to attempt to do now the biblical usage of the word when it says to think change times and laws the word change the biblical uses is to change alter or be altered so he's going to seek to alter or change times what is that word times what does that mean biblical usage is a set time a time or a season so he's going to it's, it appears as though he's going to seek to change potentially or alter the timeline now i'm not going to get all dogmatic and all that other but i'm trying to always explain things from a biblical standpoint and that's about the only verse in the bible that i can really think of off the top of my head where stuff like this could be occurring now we've got cern we've got d-wave quantum computers we've got all that stuff okay the mandela effect that type of stuff which we've talked a lot about and again these with cern d-wave quantum computers i don't know what they're capable of i i don't know I, I i don't know the full capability i don't know how much witchcraft plays a part in that whole thing but it may play a big part and it may help to explain 
when we see this type of weird stuff going on. So, along the same lines, why is Florida such a hot spot for paranormal activity? Okay, I, I lived 33 years. I grew up in Florida, essentially, uh, from the age of four. I lived in southwest Florida, Fort Myers area. So I grew up there for 33 years. Uh, I've spent the majority of my life there. And so I, I've got, I've done many teachings on Florida, and I'm going to actually recover some of that information today. So why is Florida such a paranormal hotspot, occult symbolism, Miami Nephilim, aliens, and portals? In episode 615, we talk about, now this, these are the guys putting this out. These, are the, these guys have a podcast called, I guess it's called The Confessionals. So I'm not necessarily endorsing everything they're talking about. I just think that what the clip I'm going to be playing, and again, I don't agree with everything they're saying in the clip, but the clip they're playing, I do think they bring up some really good points about Florida and about why a lot of this stuff may be happening there. Um, in episode 615, we talk about the mysterious happenings at the Miami Mall, where reports of otherworldly creatures have sparked a whirlwind of theories and speculation. Amidst the chaos and confusion, witnesses have emerged seeming to affirm the presence of these entities. Our discussion navigates through the ideas of Nephilim, portals, esoteric symbolism, as we attempt to unravel the extraordinary events in Miami. We discuss the depths of the occult practices and their potential connection to these surreal occurrences. Theories suggest that the Miami's geographic location, close to mystical portals and power zones, might be a focal point for such unusual manifestations. Adding to this intrigue, the alignment of Miami with esoteric hotspots like Antarctica hints a larger hidden tapestry of supernatural events. Then you get into what they call ley lines, those types of things. Uh, could could the Miami Mall be a gateway to other dimensions, or is it a convergence point for ancient forces? Today, we dissect the possible connections between these mysterious sightings and arcane knowledge of the Nephilim portals and hidden symbols. Now, remember, they're not coming at this from some type of strict biblical approach, okay? But again, I do think that what they're talking about here is, is pretty noteworthy. Juan, you got uh, theories and thoughts and i'm assuming everybody has some kind of thoughts on things uh but let's kind of recap a little bit though as far as what actually is going on in miami that we know of mm -hmm. uh it's one of those things where it's like I, I've, I've been seeing so many different perspectives and then you know people coming out saying they were there only to say they were trolling and then more people coming out that seem to have credibility talking about their experience, that they're not recanting. And I'm just like, what is going on in the Miami Mall? So, um, Justin, if you want, uh, go ahead and let us know what how did how did you first start finding out about this Miami Mall stuff and what what do you think of it so far? So listeners started messaging us about sea monsters that had walked into a mall. And, and it's, you know, it's hearsay stuff. And that's because, you know, we're sea, we're more sea monster people. And I was a fish guy. So they're all super excited that a sea monster had walked up into a mall. And I didn't think anything of it until I think it was Joel or somebody texted me. And that's how it, it, I started finding it. And first, when you searched on it, nothing came up. It was all four teenagers with fireworks and sticks. And then it was 50 teenagers with fireworks and sticks. And then it all started, like, coming out more and more days that's how it got kind of pushed to me is some listeners talked about sea monsters which i couldn't find 
I looked and looked and looked the last couple of days since we've been talking about doing this of finding that initial report of creatures coming out of the water because it's right on the water, right? It's literally the bay is like right there and then the beach is, you know, a couple hundred yards away. And I couldn't find anybody that stepped forward and, you know, and said that that's what they had seen is something come out of the ocean. But I just thought that was an interesting part for that. Yeah, I think that, you know, they definitely came out of portals. I mean, that's that that's just a 100% given. Like we're not we're not even going to entertain the sea monster thing. Okay? So <laughs> um but uh, yeah, go ahead, Isaac. I want this to be a free-flowing conversation. Like don't yeah. worry about Yeah, I'm not trying I don't want to cut you off, man. Your stream of consciousness. So, uh to to talk about I actually hadn't heard about the sea monsters side of the house, but it is to me it was always interesting because there is a theory about how Antarctica, for a variety of reasons, is the place where they found, uh, you know, ancient aliens pushed ideas that there was buried UFOs 100,000 years ago. Uh, Bob Lazar talked about this in, in his um, testimony about his experience working with UFOs and reverse engineering technology. Plus, uh, Hitler and the Nazis supposedly went down there looking for alien UFO stuff. Um, and, uh, also in John Carpenter's movie, the thing that's of course where they come across that the alien, uh, craft that they thaw out and, you know, everything happens. Now it's interesting because Miami of course is the closest city to Antarctica. I don't know if that necessarily proves anything, but, uh, it is interesting that they would find these aliens so close to where there's this long history of conspiracy theory. Did and you, did piggyback, you back in a piggyback on what Isaac said real quick, uh, earlier today, there was a girl that came out and pulled the coordinates from the mall. And if you reverse the coordinates, they end up in Antarctica. So that was really odd. And it makes you think. And I checked that. Either. Yeah. And, and Justin actually checked the coordinates and they do through, yeah. end up on Antarctica. So that was really odd. Now, is this some sort of. I don't know, portaling system between Antarctica and the mall, or it was theorized that they reversed the coordinates and ended up in the wrong place. And maybe that's why they were confused when they were walking around. If we're going with the entity idea. I got the scoop on that. All right. So here, here's the <laughs> lowdown and I'm, I'm not here to, to toot my own horn, but if you look up a cult origins of Florida, you Google that I come up, right? So here, here's the lowdown, guys. Everybody talks about the Babylon working ritual with Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard, who were in Miami at one point when Hubbard had stolen Parsons' girlfriend and his boat. And allegedly, when part when part and when Hubbard took off, Parsons conjured up the spirit of Mars or some crazy demonic entity and brought them back in. That was off the East Coast, and they they ended up catching him. He ended up coming back, and. Nobody talks about, so the Babylon working was 1940s, and we have in the 1980s the Evans-Keenan cell workings, okay? And uh, this Jeffrey D. Evans guy was the head of the Typhonian OTO in the United States, okay? And there is this whole book who was co-written or, I guess, organized by Lavenda, in which they were doing a series of sex magic rituals in Miami, Florida, because Miami, Florida was a power zone, what they called up zone. Now, if you know anything about the Typhonian OTO, which I know Isaac does. What's a power zone? So a power zone is a place where you can essentially 
contact things on the other side. So a power zone, like a, a portal pretty much. So but like, it gets, a tra- like a charged area. A charged area. But here's the kicker okay. because you guys are talking about Antarctica. The power zones move around because the power zones are parallel in space and in time. And it gets, again, it gets crazy. It gets crazy because you're talking about portals. Well, Tony, these people believe, because you talk about mind portals, well, the whole aspect of as above, so below, microcosm, macrocosm, if we all are all stars, how the Lima states, well, how there is an outer... This is all Aleister Crowley, the, the Lima, OTO, which stands for Order Templar Orientis, just beyond sick, wicked, evil... Uh, <clears throat> evidently he left the Order of the Golden Dawn Aleister Crowley because it wasn't hardcore enough it started the OTO Aleister Crowley the Great Beast the 666 as he dubbed himself that bragged about you know um, <clears throat> the highest sacrifice that you can have is you know a small infant boy child in, in that um, defiling them sexually is the greatest way to gain power bragged about this kind of stuff Okay, that's who they're talking about. When when they talk about OTO and Thelma and all that, that's we're talking about one of the most debased, debauched devils that the world has ever known. Okay, and I've talked about <clears throat> you could key in OTO or the Templar Orientis. I've I've got testimonies on that as well. Space portals, black holes, things to enter into other dimensions, faraway galaxies, planets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, guess what? You can tap those. In, in us, right? This is, again, Thelemic views, right? I'm talking about the Thelemic views. And this is where yoga comes into play. Oh, yeah. Because they believe that by positioning their body in certain ways, they can access these other realities and use their actual body as a portal. So, so again, that will get into the more, the, I'm assuming, the tantric sex yoga, which, again, all of them are reasons to stay away from yoga. Okay? Which, you know, is based out of, like, Hinduism and, and and just, I mean, I've done st- whole studies on yoga. I mean, I grew up, my mom was really into yoga. I mean, she got her best friend into it. She started her own yoga studio. As far as I know, there's, she's still, you know, really heavily involved to this day. Um, <clears throat> my mom was trying to get me into it growing up as a child. I can remember yoga for children. She'd give me books and stuff like that. And, and I just never, thank God, never really delved into that stuff but i don't have have any problem with stretching but yoga's there's a very big religious component to it and and it's integral very important from an occult standpoint bring forth these entities into so so what ends up happening was in 1980s this guy and his wife they end up doing these crazy bizarre rituals and you can read about it it's called the rights of the mummy the her law cell and the secret creed to Lieber Al by Jeffrey D. Evans and Peter Lavenda. Now, again, it gets very, very weird. So just just a heads up. But essentially, what he, this guy ends up doing is in 1984, I believe, April 2nd, 1984, he <clears throat> ends up. <laughs> they were trying to induce an abduction, and it ended up happening. And this guy ends up becoming impregnated by these alien entities the guy because i left out that he was actually a cross-dresser and he's cross-dressing during this magical ritual again it's a whole crazy thing so he gets up impregnated so i i guess it was a woman that was acting like a guy that could be impregnated evidently not by a baby but by this crazy secret 
mathematical formula in order to decipher Liber Al, the book of the law, by Aleister Crowley. Oh, and it's man. all ties into pi. So, I mean, this is so outer space stuff they're going into now. You know, the string of numbers, one point, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And essentially how pi is this key <clears throat> in other realms to be able to decipher their reality. Again, it gets very, very crazy, but this all happened in Miami, okay? This all happened in this power zone that the Typhonian, the head of the Typhonian OTO at the time, they were doing these sex magic rituals. And again, there's a reason why SpaceX is here. We have NASA here. We have Disney World, the most magical place on Earth. We have all these different things, and we have the history of Florida is directly tied to John D. Rockefeller, okay, and our Federal Reserve System. I'm sure you guys have heard of the Tim Benton, Rob Skiba Federal Reserve interview that he's done, where at the Rockefeller Cottage in Jekyll Island was an old sacrificial site for the Tamuqua, which the Tamuqua in Florida have been tied to the Nephilim, these giants that were here. Right. And there's evidence, again, this is all Narcolongo territory where Florida was perhaps either the Garden of Eden or remnants of Atlanta. Well, obviously, it's not the Garden of Eden. But um, <clears throat> we're going to look at that Federal Reserve angle after this, uh, in about another, I don't know, 11 minutes after this. And that all ties into this... <clears throat> Typhonian, Thelemic, magical, Atlantean magic, right? That right with with Bimini and the remnants and all yes. that stuff. And we have yep. this, at the at the center of it all the Bermuda Triangle, right? Which is one of these gateways. Okay, yep. so we have the H.P. Lovecraft elements of it, the Lovecraftian Cthulhu mythos elements. Which, by the way, Lovecraft lived near the Bridgewater Triangle, which you just finished covering not too long ago. What do they have there? They have the same sort of thing. Entities coming through, <clears throat> UFOs, and the, the Typhonian OTO, according to Kenneth Grant's work, it's all about tying in magic as the form of technology to interact with these alien slash demonic slash whatever entities that you want to insert here. Okay, So I think that's why Florida has been at the center of a lot of things. I mean, there's a reason why the Florida man archetype is a thing, because I believe, in my opinion, the energy here in Florida, if you can't handle it, it'll mm -hmm. drive you insane. Yep. It'll have you chewing people's faces off. I mean, there's dudes chewing other right. dudes' faces off here in Florida. That was the whole bath salt. Remember when that was going on? And these guys were, like, chewing other people's faces off in the Miami area. And... It's funny, Taylor had commented to me when we had moved up here that she felt like that the energy of people up here, like in North Carolina, was just very, very different than that where we were from in uh, <clears throat> like the Fort Myers area in southwest Florida. The energy of people down there is different. People were more, uh, <clears throat> they tended to be more crazy and up here it's man it's just like a, a lot more in some ways of apathy and not as now obviously there's exceptions in both places okay so this isn't a blanket statement but we're talking overall you know um 
<clears throat> there is a big difference with um, the people that live in, like, where I'm at now in North Carolina, uh, Hickory, North Carolina area, and then where we were from in the Fort Myers. But that's, I think that's true with all of Florida. It's, it's a, um, it induces a different type of, of energy. And like he says, some people can't handle it. There, there's more off the wall. I would say, I mean, I look at the stuff that I did growing up and the crazy, I mean, I should not be here. I should have been dead and gone a long time ago with the crazy stuff I did growing up. I mean, God, all I can say is God was super mega, mega merciful to me because, I mean, I look at the insane stuff I was doing, uh, you know, growing up and as a teenager and then after that. And uh, I, I, I would never, <laughs> ever think about, and obviously I got saved and everything and that's the main thing, but. I, I look back at my mindset and I, I just shake my head. I'm like, what were you thinking? But that was that was true with a lot of people that I grew up with. I mean, there were guys that were nuttier than I was. I mean, just doing crazy stuff. Like that you could get killed doing. And it was just, yeah, kind of like just what we did. Uh, Taylor noticed the that just from from when she went to school down there with the other students and things like that as opposed to the students up here totally different kind of energy that existed so i can understand what he's saying here you know that was the whole thing for a while that really tripped me out when i was i just graduated high school i was i was like what in the world can you imagine some dude just gnawing your face off that's the florida man archetype right anything that's that you hear about yeah. you go must have been florida well, and that, again, if you're not familiar with that concept, key in Florida Man on YouTube, just key in Florida Man, and look at the plethora of videos. And it's it's indicative now, it's almost, and I agree, I understand, you're going to have a certain level of crazy in any particular state, and I do, I am a big believer, and I think that there's a lot of Bible for, um, like, even when Daniel did the the 21-day Daniel fast and, and, you know, Michael the Archangel, which was the primary, Michael the Archangel is the primary angel that is um, dealing with, like, Israel and the protection of Israel and things of this nature. And he said, the prince of Persia essentially resisted me, you know. Um, and I know there was more than one angel there involved, but Michael is one of the main angels that is involved with protection of israel but the prince of persia which is a it's a principality i believe some type of of high level angel is over these areas and this is what happens over different towns over different states over different countries there's different principalities in powers and spiritual wickedness in high places assigned over different areas and a lot of it i also believe it depends upon what went on in the land there like from antiquity okay which gave those those spirits those wicked evil spirits a right to exist over that land okay and influence the the behavior of the people in that land it's usually um you know innocent blood being shed and, and things of this nature we're gonna we're gonna talk more about this as this goes on today and a lot of wicked stuff <clears throat> was going on in florida for a very long time and there's there's other components to this and, and i just wanted to bring this up because i just think it's a very interesting subject as well 
uh, I, me living there, uh, I'm going to get into more of my testimony a little bit about this after this is this audio is over. Because it's crazy here. And it's a spiritual, it's, it's spiritual. And I don't think, in my opinion, because I was on Christmas Eve, and I'll leave it towards the end. On Christmas Eve, I was right down the road at the Robert, the Patricia and Robert Frost Museum, which I could see from the top where I was. I could look over and see the Bayside Marketplace. There's a nice area in, in downtown Miami, Brickle. I could see the, the, the Bayside Marketplace, okay, which is right on the water. So I was there Christmas Eve. Now, I'll leave it towards the end of, of what I think might have happened. But I think these things were not physical entities but more of metaphysical demonic entities and my whole thing is i don't know about you guys but lately and i talked about this a, a little bit a while back on my show i've been seeing shadows in my peripheral vision and i was just in georgia and i had a crazy one where i thought there was somebody walking up on me i turn around there's nobody there right so this has been happening to me more i have a listener longtime listener john who actually moved to uh, the, the not the Fort Myers area, but Benita, which is right below it, <clears throat> moved there after I left there because his parents had lived there, and he's telling me all the stuff that he's seen down there. I mean, orbs and in you know things stalking him and and things of this nature, and it's getting worse. And really having an apprehension about going in the ocean at this point. All kind of increased uh, shark activity. Now, this is where I'm from. This is this is essentially where I grew up for, for 33 years. And he's describing to me all this stuff, and I'm like, man, John. I, I mean, I grew up there. I was out on, on, you know, the Clusatchee River, out in 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 the Gulf, in, in front of, you know, Fort Myers Beach, Sanibel Captiva, that whole whole area. I, I spent a lot of time out there in boats. Uh, you know, on wave runners and stuff like that. And I don't, man, I don't remember this type of activity. It was crazy, but now it's, it's really gotten like, uh, it seems like a much more darker, um, energy over the area. It's increasing. And so I'm getting firsthand accounts from him about this before this ever broke about the Miami mall. I mean, I've been, he's been giving me more updates on that because I've been gone for i mean as of this june and we're not there yet but i basically i've been gone 13 and a half years from florida which is it's hard to comprehend it just seemed like i just got up here but um and he is in that southern portion he's southwest which is the other coast from miami but i'm telling you that whole southern part especially is there's a lot of stuff going on or more and i actually talked about that on my show and I had a whole bunch of people hitting me up. Like, hey, I've been having that too happen to me. It's like, what's going on? Are is is CERN on overdrive? Right. Have they yeah. turned up you know to to one ten? Like what's what's happening? Exactly. And I think this could have been part of that whole situation. Right. Yeah. I mean, these definitely don't I, I don't think that what people were describing, I don't think it sounds very physical to me at all. Uh, I mean, I've even heard, I think it was last night I was on a space on Twitter and uh, the guy was talking about, you know, his experience. And I think he, he said that the bodies were almost triangular. If I remember correctly, Joel, you were in there, right? Did he say that? Yeah. 
he did, but he also said that they were phasing in and out of consciousness, right, you yeah. know, consciousness. Right. So yeah. he, when he turned around, he saw Meaning the, the, these entities that manifested in the Miami mall. Some people describe them as glitching. Some people describe them as phasing in and out of, you know, and again, it really points to some type of spiritual, um, entity, you know, um, more than maybe a physical one who knows maybe it was this blue beam partly that where they can manifest things that look totally real right in front of you it's hard to be dogmatic in front of him and he said he wasn't scared of them because they were actively trying to harm anybody but he said he was fearful of i didn't know what it was and so he just kind of took off and ran like everybody else one account that i heard this week was that these things manifested there and it was basically kind of like a witchcraft type of deal where they were they were summoned there essentially and that they were there and they weren't attacking anybody nobody really said they were overtly attacking anybody it just was like they were looking around and the reason that they were there is to literally vampirize off the fear of the people that were at the mall I mean, if, they had, if you had people pulling guns and shooting at them and things of this nature, they were there to vampirize off their fear. Because that's what evil entities love to do. Devils, demons, fallen angels, that's one of their food sources. They vampirize fear. Now, some of them, it would depend, like a spirit of gluttony would be fed if the person was <laughs> going to all-you-can-eat buffet. And he's going to town at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Spirits of gluttony would be fed, get their spiritual nourishment from that person that they inhabit participating in that activity. Sexual demons be the same thing. Maybe doing something outside of marriage, that type of thing. So different devils and demons crave different things. And... That from what I heard, these things that manifested, that could have been the motivation. And it, it, they weren't overtly attacking anybody. It wasn't like they went in there with some big ray gun and were mowing everybody down. The people that saw them from the accounts I heard, they were just kind of like walking through there looking around. But they were obviously super evil looking and intimidating. And they were vampirizing off the people, the people's fear. Which I've heard that many, many times about those types of things. Uh, there was now there was a whole other report of the one guy that saw the nerd kids that came in with like some sort of box and went and yeah. sat in the middle of the mall yep. and turned some sort of box on yep. that created some sort of energy field around it. Yep. And he even drew he's a graffiti artist, uh, also a DJ, and he drew what came out. And it's very shadow man like because the foot came out, the arm came out and then it wasn't even really a head it was more of like some sort of projection of some sort of head that came out with it and he said that there were people that were concealed carry started shooting at it right but the kids that came in uh they just went in there and set it up and just started doing this so mm -hmm. again, i did hear that account i'm not going to play that account i don't know if that's true or not but yeah that that could have been part of it we don't know what's true. The guy could be trolling too, but everybody that's had an experience there, from what I'm starting to gather, 
that these experiences aren't of flesh and blood, really. Right. Like it's more of entity forms, shadow forms uh, that's coming out of there. I haven't heard yet of a report of something that was just like a like a nephilim or a nephilim that was eight feet tall, nine feet tall that looked humanoid that was walking around stomping around. These things seem to be phasing in and out of reality. Mm -hmm. Right. And and even that thing, if that's what it was that they recorded in front of the mall, that that thing was walking near those steps, and it was recorded. That I mean that was on Daily Mail online. I mean, that thing looked to be ethereal. It looked to be like you could almost see through it, like almost like apparition type. Is it, was it phasing in and out of whatever? Hard to say. Was this a big beta test um, to prepare the world for this these types of occurrences happening? Um, is this because there's so much wickedness and sin, and particularly in Miami? I mean, I, 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 the last times I've even driven by Miami, I could feel the wickedness and evil coming off that city. I didn't want to get anywhere near it. I wanted just to get drive by it. I'm, and, and this was years ago. Pretty sure when I was taking Taylor to, um, we went to the Keys for like a. Um, there was a little dolphin swim that she wanted to do down there in the keys and we went to the dry tortugas and um uh went down there and you know that type of stuff so um i can remember to this day the evil that i felt coming off the city of miami you gotta also understand too where do the people that come from haiti and puerto rico and a lot of where do they grab miami it's like a big melting pot what are they bringing they're bringing all of their really hardcore nasty caribbean type religions most of them okay voodoo from haiti you know santeria from like puerto rico and these other other places all kind of caribbean witchcraft and um which most of it ultimately came from africa and so that is concentrated in miami the voodoo priests that i dealt with uh which i've got you know the whole testimony i did on that when i was when i was practicing chiropractic full-time down there those voodoo priests that were one voodoo priest was trying to kill me he was hired to kill me um they knew all the way from okeechobee to all the way to miami what they were trying to do to me the the, the voodoo priest hierarchy and, and this is all stuff god's brought me through in in order to i believe um ultimately prepare me and also help educate my listener listeners for what the type of evil that's coming and god got me through all that and uh, i mean if i wouldn't have had his protection i would have been dead a long time ago okay but that voodoo that voodoo priest i mean key and voodoo um it might also be in my supernatural experiences you can get in supernatural I, I i don't know if i got into that in that particular broadcast but i'm telling you right now that was one of the most intense things that's ever happened to me my dealings with that voodoo high priest got his business card and everything um but anyway so i've seen a lot of yeah really really heavy duty spiritual wickedness stuff me living there uh, me growing up there i am leaning more towards that as the more i've heard now again people could just be piggybacking off each other and saying, well, I heard this guy say this, so I'm going to follow along with what he said and put this similar story out. Who knows, right? But 
in that aspect, I think that that's where my mind's going on it. I do think that there's a high probability of a portal being open, very similar to what Juan was just talking about uh, with anything Crowley was doing. Um, uh, you know, Kenneth Grant talked about all that, the Amalantra workings, any of that stuff is, is very similar to probably what was going on there. Um, if it was a portal that opened up. Right. And I want to add too that according to Lavenda, because uh, Justin brought up the sea creatures, sea monsters, well, part of that is the Lovecraftian aspect of it, right? The Shadow over Innsmouth and all these crazy words like these half fish, half humanoid creatures, right? Feeding on the townsfolk, whatever it is. They do sacrifices at the end of the year towards them, right? The 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 deep ones, all these Lovecraftian aspects. Well, according to Peter Lavenda, Florida is the pull it up here. The, he refers to it as the not the fountain of youth, but the fountain of death. And according to Lavenda, Florida is actually the best place for the manifestation or summoning of these deep ones, of these great old ones, because. Right. And I'm gonna. Pull and this, when he refers to H.P. Lovecraft, that's the author. H.P. Lovecraft. I know that Bill Schneblin talked a lot about him too in, in his teachings. The whole Typhonian tunnels and Thoth, the god Thoth, and these really ancient ones that are supposedly so powerful that you can't even comprehend or whatever. Whatever. My God created the universe. I'm not. None of that phases me at all. But yeah, that's what H.P. Lovecraft wrote about. And evidently, that's a lot of that's tied into what they're saying is potentially going on in Miami. And probably in Florida in general. Up here, this is directly from that book. Uh, the old ones, in other words, had no use for the humanity. Other other indications that Florida is a geographical and topographically ideal for the evocation of such entities, such as Cthulhu and Dagon, are the fact that they are mm -hmm. geologically... Dagon, I believe, is the god that um, when Samson was in the temple of Dagon... And they had cut his hair, poked his eyes out, and then he asked God to just give him that power back for one last time before he pushed the pillars apart, essentially. And the whole thing came, the whole thing came crashing on him and everyone else there killed everybody. But that was the fish god Dagon, okay. And Dagon is also representative of when the Pope has his mitre hat that looks like a fish, like that looks like almost a fish mouth. That's also representative of Dagon, uh, the Pope's. The Hattie wears the mitre. Oh, gosh. Geologically, uh, where am I? Golly. Geologically, the region is composed of primarily coral, which is right. the melded bones of dead colonies of the type of primal sea creatures right. that represent the old ones. Yeah, when, when, I, when we moved to Cape Coral, that whole thing was an absolute total 100% greed-driven development. In fact, there's whole books. There's whole books that have been written on Cape Coral, and fascinating. They actually found bones of giants in Cape Coral. I can remember reading the book, and it was kind of an aside because it wasn't about that. But yeah, everything was coral. I mean, it was all like they had, like just leveled everything, and then they had filled everything. Everything was flat, no trees, no nothing, and it was like this. A lot of the 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 ground was white, ground up coral. So I can I can absolutely attest to what he's saying there. 
astrally in the fact that its shores are aligned with mangrove swamps mangroves being oh yeah the plant of the old indic indicating of the old ones okay. a tree uh, a type of tree that is especially representative of the old ones hmm. there is the everglades a vast sea of grass yes serving as a filter system to the inland waters of the north america sea of grass we're going to look at that a little bit later etc cetera, etc cetera. then there are the bones of florida great quantities of ancient bones some of them belonging to animals now extinct and there have been numerous findings of bog people completely intact skeletons of people because of the low acidity in the yeah. water here all they kind of giants have been i mean with all the development that's went on i mean i just know from where my area like naples bonita fort Myer. i mean i'm going up but you know them finding fully intact giant skeletons and then they're always you know smithsonian comes in takes them away never see them again um the whole lower portion of lake okeechobee the largest second largest freshwater lake in america which i've got a lot of um history of lake okeechobee if you've been with me for a while you'll know that uh the whole bottom part those islands in the bottom part of lake okeechobee you go there and some of those islands there's just there's human bones scattered all over the islands i've got a whole file on it i couldn't really attach it to this one there's a little bit about lake okeechobee in this one but I've got a whole file on the history of Lake Okeechobee and current pictures where people are going, oh, there's another human bone just laying on top. When they got there, when they have droughts in the, um, and it hasn't happened in a long time because, you know, you've got the, um, the government regulating the water level as far as inflow into the lake and outflow, okay? So you're not getting into these super, super drought situations typically just because the regulating water flow going into it, but in times past when they had droughts and that southern part would 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 dry out because the lake's so shallow people would describe it as pumpkin patches it looked like a pumpkin patch going across the the bottom part of the lake because there were human skulls poked up and they they would document that some of the human skulls were unusually small and some of them were unusually large and the Calusa indians which inhabited that region um from there all the way up to I think below Tampa, maybe into the Sarasota area, all the way down um, on that Southwest Florida side, um, they were unusually large Indians. They probably had Nephilim DNA. I mean, they were real savages. They walked around naked. They they were they were really super barbaric. The Calusa Indians. I've had a lot of dealings with that as well. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit more if we can get to it today, but. It just has a ton of history regarding a lot of evil, wicked, and I mean, human sacrifice was how they practiced their religion, the Calusa Indians. It's a well-known fact. And so when you have that dynamic going on and the land becomes defiled, it attracts more evil over time and more evil. And I'm telling you, that whole southern part, particularly of Florida, is there's a lot of that going on. Or has find entire bodies fully preserved with brain matter and everything yeah thousands of years old so they have that he goes on here the coral caverns and tunnels that underlie the northern two-thirds of the state the right. porous limestone has helped to create the phenomenon knows that known as sinkholes right one of my fears is and i did a whole video on this we interviewed a cave diver here in florida yeah and they they go into these little holes and rest in peace because he actually died in a cave system <sighs> Like a couple months ago, the guy that we interviewed, and 
they'll squeeze into these little holes in the in you know in these aquifers right and they come out and there's these massive cave systems right. yeah well the problem with that is the places that they were going to were underneath neighborhoods yep. so think about it you're laying in bed here in florida and it could be five ten feet of limestone before you're at the top of a hundred foot drop because under there is a, a, a tunnel system with a and you're at the top of a hundred foot drop so whenever i'm sleeping here at night in florida that's what i'm thinking i go Maybe underneath me is a whole cavern that people get sucked up by these sinkholes, never to be seen again. Okay, these sink- yeah, yeah, that's that's very very true. Oh, actually, went a little bit further. Oh no, actually, I didn't. I haven't caught, quite got to it. But yeah, I took toward the end. I took Taylor on several little va- vacations where we would go to the springs. Now you have to get in more to at least the midpoint to the upper part of Florida to get into the springs and Silver Springs. But then there's a lot of other ones there where they're really beautiful freshwater springs the water's crystal clear uh but that's more indicative of these cave systems we even went and some of them i i kind of dove at i didn't go into the caves i wouldn't mess with that i wasn't certified to do that i did some pretty crazy stuff though i I can remember um uh i you know i just if i get in the water i'm always wanting to push the envelope I, I gotta like I, I I'm like a horse. I need to like have those reins that bit put in my mouth and I pull back on it because I'm I'm just prone to that. I don't I'm not so much anymore. But ugh. anyway, um, because there's some you could get yourself into some really dangerous situations, even free diving around these caves. And and um, I didn't put Taylor in any danger, but I would tend to venture out a little bit and do some stuff. But um, yeah, I, I've been around, seen firsthand, dove at the entrances to a lot of the caves like he's describing in these freshwater springs and yeah these systems can go for miles and miles underground and that's a whole other aspect you get into more the um really above tampa and from there on up there's a lot of that actually going on goes hope open up and the people are gone they don't find them sometimes you they, they've heard stories of them like screaming for help there's nothing you can do once the ground opens up you're gone so we have here the and then in South Florida, there was the spread of right ancient African cults and their Santeria, Paolo, different yep. uh, versions of, of Vodun or Voodoo. Exactly. Now, I'm not here to piss anybody off because yeah, I, the, the, the business card I had from that Voodoo high priest that was trying to kill me, uh, Jean something, their own name is Jean, and it said high priest of Voodoo. And they have pentagram. It was red lettering of pentagram, and then all this little potion stuff. He really had his own business card. <laughs> I got rid of it because I didn't want anything potentially cursed or whatever in my possession. But yeah, Dying emails and stuff of of people who are witches and practitioners of these things. Again, no disrespect to you, but I'm just reiterating the literature. Okay, so just uh, a, dis- a disclaimer there. And so we have this whole South Floridian magical community that was prevalent yep. especially in the earlier you know 80s and all that stuff and you have to understand a lot of people are attracted to that that are involved in the occult for that exact reason and they may not even know why they're being attracted there but they like the vibes they like the, what they're sensing and so sin begets sin the land becomes more defiled and that's that's another reason I think we're seeing more and more evil manifest. And there's a lot of that, that that has went on in Florida. And I think that's why one of the reasons it seems to be increasingly ground zero for manifestations like this happening. And again, I posted those videos earlier in this PDF about all the just 
three different videos of in the last week to 10 days of just crazy stuff going on in Florida. There, so, and, and during the 1970s, I posted about that story of Hysteria High, which was this school, this private school that allegedly they were doing Ouija board seances. Right. And this little girl got possessed and started screaming in a voice that wasn't hers that she was the devil, that she was Satan. There was this other thing where this little boy jumped out of a window with like superhuman strength, jumping around, demonically possessed. Again, these are all first-hand accounts. And come to find out, the uh, Memorial Hospital on there, one of them, I had to ask my wife which one it was because she's from, from Miami. And I was like, where's this uh, hospital at? She's like, well, that's the one over by where we went to over here. And according to the Tribune uh, in the 1970s, they were treating up to 700 demonic possessions a month. Listen up. We've seen so many people. Wow. And so this is in Florida. I, again, if I were to actually zero in on this subject for Florida, I could probably put together a 20-part study on Florida. This is a very abbreviated, just surface-level uh, kind of look at this particular subject. Uh, okay, so let's... He mentioned the thing about Jekyll Island and the Rockefellers and the Federal Reserve. So I'm going to go ahead and play this this uh, short video regarding that because this actually gives you the um, the uh, history regarding this. Let me see if uh, I don't know if the volume is going to be too high here. Okay. All right, let's roll this. The history of Jekyll Island is a little scary. So there's a tribe of Native Americans that used to live there, the Timucua right. tribe. And the first settlers that came to Georgia were French, and they witnessed them doing blood sacrifices by killing small people. Oh, goodness. People oh. small in stature or small in age? Age. Oh. They were yeah. killing babies. Which is the, like the highest form of human sacrifice. They were also giants. They were very much, they were like the Clusa Indians. When the Clusa Indians were first spotted, um, they were, and I'm pretty sure, um, I think it might have been Ponce de Leon that was one of the first ones that ever spotted them. And it was right right where I used to live, right there at, um, off, um, but it was between, uh, it was really. Pine Island, but then you get into St. James City and Boquilla. Boquilla, there is an, a literal whole museum which claims that that is where the Calusa Indians first, that was their, like their Washington, D.C. And I went there on more than one occasion to pray and to uh, battle whatever I could battle there, you know, and try to do it in a kind of a covert way where I wasn't bringing a lot of attention to myself. Um, it's so crazy because my good friend, Pastor Royce, had a had his Bible college directly across from where the, um, the Calusa Indian Washington, D.C. headquarters, basically, like their equivalent of it, right across the, the road from them was was Pastor Ross's um Royce's Bible college and he had brought in all kind of stuff from because there was artifacts everywhere and when they went when he excavated like his land he found all these artifacts from the Clouse Indians and I, I kept telling I told him I'm like pastor I love you but these are cursed objects most likely these are pagan because, but he had a whole display of them in his Bible college and I'm like 
I, if I was you, Pastor, I'd probably want to get rid of these. I, I would probably, I understand that the whole historical thing, but this is not good to have them at your Bible college and to have a whole big display of them. He kind of blew, blew me off a little bit. Um, and I don't, I'm pretty sure he never, never did get rid of any of that, but, um, yeah, I mean, that was like ground zero for one of the most wicked tribes that has ever existed in America. The Clouse Indians. They were so savage that they drove off the the fir, where basically where that's at in in Bokelia, um, uh, right there. They drove off all the early settlers that were trying to come in. I believe Ponce de Leon and these types of people. They drove them off, and and because they were so savage, they couldn't even they couldn't even get on shore. They were being attacked so savagely by the Clouse Indians, okay? And they were the ones, again, that was like their main headquarters, and then they were up the coast. They went up north, they went south, and they went inland. All the way, I believe, about Okeechobee. I don't know if they went over to the other... I don't think they got over to the Miami part, but it's all a pretty bad area. Very creepy stuff. Both are sad. Anyways, fast forward. The Timucua end up getting disease and stuff because of the colonizers the and white whatnot. Man. The white man! So a lot of the elites, including the Rockefellers, Vanderbilts, the Morgans, came down and they said, we want to build our summer homes. Bloodlines of the Illuminati, essentially. These are the, the, the high-level Illuminati families. They knew they were doing blood sacrifices. They, they knew that they were these giant, probably Nephilim, related indian tribe there doing sacrificing little children on this island why would you want to build why would you want to gravitate to that island if you were well if you were wicked if you were um of a maybe potential nephilim bloodline some type of hybrid hybrid type bloodline like the illuminati claims to be they claim to be that we're not fully human that we we have different i've read accounts of people in those bloodlines where they're told that at an early age you're like well we we have a third strain of dna we're not like other humans we're superior to them we're gods we're deities and we need to rule over them because they're just like chattel to us they're like cattle essentially and um they also like to be isolated from the peasants from the sheeple people from whom they term as cattle and a place like jekyll island would be a good way to do that here but the rockefellers built their house directly over the altar the human sacrifice the one that yeah yes yep. oh my goodness directly yep. over it and that's where they decided if to you go there and you get a curator I, I think i played the video of the guy that went there and the curator admitted it he, he took him to the rockefeller house he's like yeah he says this is exactly where they built their house he took him into the actual house and he said yeah there there is a literal where they did the human sacrifices is directly under where we're standing and this is where they also decided and made the federal reserve i believe like 1913 that was the ultimate catalyst for bringing us like destroying the dollar which at that up to that point now i understand you could say well it was all the way till 19 Oh my word, was it maybe 72 when they finally took all silver out of coinage? And I'm talking like silver dollars and stuff like that. I understand 63 around there was when they, you know, they stopped making 
um, silver quarters and these types of things and dimes and, and that. I, I get that. But that was the original point on Jekyll Island um, in 1913 where they created the Federal Reserve in this in Rockefeller's house where directly over where they were doing child sacrifices for new, who knows how many hundreds of years nephilim a nephilim like pagan human sacrificial tribe and that's where they like the energy just like i said occultists are attracted to this kind of stuff and that's where they made all their plans up and where they drafted the federal reserve which would ultimately put us in the position that we're into this day where the economy is ready to collapse. They print money out of thin air. There's nothing back in it. No gold, no silver, no nothing. Okay, it's it's a corrupt weight and measure, essentially. And God hates corrupt balances and measures. If you look at like the book of Proverbs, he abhors just corrupt like scales and things of this nature. Like, okay, you know, that whole thing about where, oh, this weighs a certain amount where it's, it's actually light or heavy depending on how you're trying to con the buyer or the seller, okay, of a, of a particular thing. Well, if God hates that, he's sure gonna hate a currency that's backed by nothing that's printed out of thin air, which is what we, which is what the Federal Reserve actually gave us. And that's, this is where it was created it, or, or, the, or the grand scheme to create it was created here the federal reserve in that house yep the history yep. of jekyll island is and it's a lot more i've played the whole thing if you click in jekyll island you'll probably find i played i'm sure like more than one video on that particular thing so i wanted to bring that up just because they brought that up in the last video all right now let me just look at what we've got here okay so i've still got some time here this is South Florida and Lake Okeechobee warning. Now, this was an excerpt from my file on Lake Okeechobee. So, it says, One of the descendants of such indigenous inhabitants of the state is the famous director, Jordan Voigt Roberts, whose grandfather led his family via shamans of the Indian tribe of the Calusa. In an interview in 2016, Jordan was asked a question. What prompted him to move far, far away from the classic scenario familiar to millions of viewers? Um, he said, my grandfather, or even my grandfather's great-grandfather, was a shaman of the now-forgotten Indian tribe of the Calusa, which is what I was just talking about here with the Calusa Indians. In their, in their, their literal Washington, D.C.-like headquarters being at Boquilla, where I spent a lot of time out there praying i also went to see pastor royce in his bible college and i mean it's at the very very end of that island that is you know if you don't know about it you're probably not gonna find it um i mean i you could you could uh like map quest it and things like that and get there but it's not something you're gonna probably just stumble onto anyway so the place known okay so the now forgotten indian Calusa tribe whose original territories were what we now know as the state of Florida. The place known today as the Everglades National Park, with its cypress and mangrove swamps in which the alligators live, is the sacred land of the Calusa, which is also called the land of the great taboo. Taboo is a social group's ban, prohibition, or avoidance of something, usually an utterance or behavior based on group sense that it is excessively repulsive, offensive, sacred, or allowed for only certain people. Well, in this case, it would be 
the land where you probably wouldn't go unless you had permission or they would kill you. The Clusa Indians were not, they didn't mess around, okay? And this is why they tried to kill all the, like, the conquistador, conquistador types that were trying to come on to, like, uh, Bokelia and these types of places because they're like, no, 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 you need to get out of here. We're going to kill you. This is, this land is taboo to you. You're not welcome here. And um, I'm almost positive Ponce de Leon died of a wound he received there at Bokelia. And he went to Cuba and ended up dying from a, from a wound he got from one of the arrows of the Clusa tribe. So, um, anyway, the tradition of the shamans Calusa says that the land of Taboo is the roof of another land where the great horror dwells. Now, I didn't, like, when I was putting this study together, I had no idea they were gonna, I, I had forgot about this, okay? But they're saying that this land the, the tradition of the shamans Calusa says that the land of taboo, which to me, where the Calusas reigned, as far as my research goes, was more from below Tampa all the way down to, I'd say, the bottom part of the state and over to uh, like the Lake Okeechobee area. That was more where they were considered their, their land. Now, maybe at one point they had the whole state of Florida. I don't know. But, um, the land of taboo is the roof of another land where the great horror, meaning H-O-R-R-O-R, -R -R, like a horror movie, the great horror dwells, whatever that is, which will break the threshold at the end of the last of the moons and devour this world. Now, listen, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. I, I would need to see Bible. The Bible does talk about things coming out of the abyss. I don't know if this would relate to that whatsoever, but it's weird that that was something that they had talked about since antiquity. And now you see all this stuff, particularly that we're talking about with Southern Florida in particular, and the the shamans of the Calusa were saying this is where the great whore dwells. Hmm. And it will break the threshold at the end of the last moons and devour the world. So whether it just seems like right now florida seems to be ground zero for these manifestations and is there going to be a really really big coming out party is what i'm kind of kind of wondered i don't know i'm not saying i'm not being dogmatic i'm just saying it is kind of interesting okay so continuing this says similar traditions exist in many tribes about something like that like what was just described this where the great whore dwells evidently even lovecraft again we just talked about hp lovecraft and thoth and the tunnels of typhoon or whatever all that garbage he got into they were just talking about him quite a bit and it it's funny it just appears here um even lovecraft wrote uh wrote about it rather it is fiction a fiction allegory the journalist objected to the director jordan then said perhaps fiction meaning is all this just fiction that we just described he says perhaps fiction but i saw the sacred stones of the calusa now i don't know where those are i'm not sure where he saw them um i don't know if maybe they were at that the museum there in bokelia i don't know um but he said i saw the sacred stones of the calusa and you too can see them they are still in the park so again 
the park is that i don't know if it's everglades park or whether it's the actual place i was describing that i went to on several occasions um that's basically right around where i lit where i lived and grew up um and you can see them they're still in the park and on these stones you can see drawings of a strange two-legged reptiles i asked carl Lindbergh, our concept artist for special effects to take them as a basis so he drew this picture of what these two-legged reptiles it almost puts you in mind of like an alligator with two legs um kind of like that but it's more like a something you would see like in a uh it's something you would expect to see in like where when the dinosaurs and all that roam the earth it, it reminds you of, of those things anyway that was that little part now where am i at on here um i think i'm going to stop here and then we will continue i'll get in this last little part one of my teachings i did on okeechobee was um end time current events this is 721 of 2013 part three and the last part i got into the summer solstice festival along lake, Ocho lake okeechobee and pahokee um, and then the Lake Okeechobee Solstice Festival kicks off tomorrow. Pagans and Christians are now best friends forever. And then my testimony about Lake Okeechobee. So if you want to hear that, I also think I went over it in, it's called my, my testimony and my supernatural experiences. I give you the links to both of those teachings here in the PDF. So you don't have to even try to look them up. I give you all that about like, cause that's a whole other can of worms that I just don't have time to get into today. Um, then we have this um, listener comment about Southwest Florida. He said, Dr. Johnson, as you know, I've been listening to you about 2000, since about 2009. Now, he wrote me this in 2016. And he says, and I'm very thankful every time you put a study out. Do you get attacked by devils too? Meaning in Southwest Florida. I've never seen it so bad in Southwest Florida. The state is the worst in corruption I've ever seen. And I am being extorted for money every month. Now, remember, this is about six years after i left he says i'm being extorted for money every month and i've reached out to state reps and senators and the aclu with no help anyway i've attached a clip of the cape coral mayor I, I, and i don't have that in here but he says i thought you'd like to see why, why southwest florida is so corrupt even the news is reporting on it and my response was i said yes it's a big reason i wanted out i live there Southwest Florida for about 33 years. That land has been cursed by the blood of a ton of human sacrifices and the occult going back to the Clusa Indians and the Nephilim that were most likely their forefathers. See below, there is info about Fort Myers area near the end. I have a whole file on this. The area from Lake Okeechobee to South uh, Naples to Tampa was where the Clusa Indians once ruled. Now it is just pure evil. Sin begets sin and attracts more evil. And we're not even talking about Miami in that area. My best advice for you is to pray Psalm 64 every day. And I, I give him my teaching and precatory prayer, Psalm 64. God's judgment on wickedness, a Christian's door of hope. The link's there. And I and and pray that the Lord would get you out of there if it be his will. Uh, every time I check the news in Lee County, it's an endless stream of like things like pedophilia and other vile garbage. Now, from the book, which is one of the like the seminal like book you think of about the Everglades. It's called Everglades River of Grass. That was mentioned earlier in the study. It's by Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. On page 236, she says, on this coast 
where every old timer tells the story of a vanished giant race and where men still have seen dug up enormous thigh bones and jaw bones twice as big as their own. That was in her book, which is considered like the book of all books regarding like the Everglades. So I'm going to go ahead and stop there because we're going to switch gears and I'm kind of glad I did that because it's going to flow a little bit better. And we're going to be getting more into the Bigfoot Sasquatch um, and how to deal with these things from a spiritual standpoint in the uh, next part. So God bless you and we will see you in part two.